1: And here we are back with another episode of the Running Rugby podcast. Super Rugby Pacific and Six Nations kept on going over the weekend. Um, looking back at round four, Super Rugby Pacific, we started off on Friday night with a COVID struck Blues team. No Barrett, no problem though. Uh, they take on the Highlanders in front of a minor crowd up at North Harbour Stadium. 32 20, get the win there. Blues keep on rolling here in Super Rugby Pacific in the last couple of games. Then we jumped down to Melbourne, saw our Rebels uh, heading up against a Brumbies team, and really looked like the the Rebels didn't have a hope in this one. Very late, they started to seem to gain a little bit of momentum, but seventeen thirty six, the Brumbies absolutely dominant here and continue on their run, looking very very dangerous and unleashing a few new names in the likes of uh, second row Tom Hooper and the like in this team, as well as people like Luke Rama, So continuing to unearth more talent there. On Saturday, we had the miraculous effort by the Chiefs on Saturday afternoon as they get a try right after the buzzer to take this one. Two tries late in the last five minutes, but it was the one by Romeka Pohipi off the bench that sealed it, and the Chiefs steal a win down in Christchurch. Unbelievable uh, sights here, 24-21. The Chiefs take it and followed up by an even more crazy game with the Reds-Drua up at Suncorp, with a game which the Reds seemed all over for uh, all money for most of this game before a late surge comes in from the drewer to draw it back to 28-all with only eight minutes to go in this before a final ceiling try by Sarah Uru uh, got denied one earlier in the game, but he got back in the end. Three minutes to go and they score out in the corner and Reds hold on in this one. And finally, on Sunday afternoon, the Waratahs, 22-17, beat the force. Another close one. The force looked dangerous early with Manasseh Marteili breaking over, getting over the line um, in the eighth minute, but then it was all the Waratahs. Couldn't quite get over the line as much as they wanted here, but thanks to the trusty boot of Will Harrison uh, kicking Penalty after penalty, they went up and really didn't look like they were going to lose this one. He, he added a try late in the first half as well, but 22 points to 17. The Waratahs finally starting to get a little bit of momentum here and winning these close games rather than losing by a bonus point. Boys, what was your reactions? to this? Was there any games that you liked the most? Um, there was a lot of craziness this weekend. Yeah,
2: there's some really tight-fought battles and and games that, some games that looked like they'd been put away and the, the team behind just came storming back. Uh, obviously, the Reds drew a, was exciting right to the death. It was a very... It, it seemed like the Reds had survived their period with uh, two guys off the field, two yellow cards. Uh, it was 13 versus 14 at one point there after a what took like 10 minutes worth of reviewing various incidents from both sides. Um, Yeah, I think the first half
1: stretched over sixty minutes in total with all the TMO reviews that they tried to do in that.
2: Yeah, and it really felt like it was a shame because the pace of the game was um, was really good. Like the, I will say the drua are an eighty minute side. Like they are not unfit, they are not uh, incapable of of playing the full eighty. And the disruption of all that review, like, can imagine players are getting cold. Like. Immediately after that, then then you've got thirteen on fourteen. So the Reds were really having to wear themselves out to stay in the game and maintain their lead. And they just they just softened at the end. That the bench came on. They maybe they maybe they put the um, put the gun back in the holster a bit early, uh, subbing people like O'Connor off. But they kind of needed to because I think they were they were wearing out a bit. They needed to get those fresh legs on, and the fresh legs just didn't really. Um, keep keep the defensive structure together, and the Fiji he ran through them three times, and it was only a, a try at the death to, to Uru that that got them the win. So um, that was a really exciting game, and, and the takeaways I got from that are that the Reds are still a very focused, um, strong structural team. Like they're not not on the Brumbies level, but they're certainly very resilient, uh, and the Fiji are an 80 minute team that the, the drewer have some some amazing pace and some amazing athletes. And the fact that they have an engine for 80 minutes is probably not something people expected. And I'm, I'm pretty sure in the round one game where they got blown out by the Tars, that was my main point, that this team isn't up to this level.
0: Yeah, for me, the weekend was really... The game I enjoyed the most was probably seeing the Brumbies perform at such a high level. Obviously, the Tars getting a win was great too, but Brumbies, like, you know, Tom Banks in full flight, seeing him at top pace, scoring those tries. Like, I really hope he can nail that for the Wallabies this year because he, he looks so sharp at the moment. He looks confident. So I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. Tom Wright, equally the same. Can always pull a trial, you know, a little move out from it, from anywhere in the field. And, um, yeah, I just I like what I see. Valentini, I think, is continuing that form from last year. Really some aggressive runs from him, a great try. And, and using his size like he should. and you know, early on in his career, that was something that people were saying, look, mate, you, you can make these carries. You are a physically imposing character on the field and now he's learnt that and he's showing that. Um, again, I think the forwards here uh, are setting great platform for that Brumby's back line, but they're definitely getting tested in terms of um, some of their depth as well. And Tom Hooper, I think, was everywhere in this game, played 80 minutes was a real standout for the Brumbies. And it just shows the guys coming through this system, as we've said time and time again, are up to it once they get their opportunity. I think that's really promising.
2: It was good. It was a good Waratahs win. Like, they needed that win. They needed that win in, in the scheme of trying to put some pressure at the force, especially since that's their home, home game against the force. Like, those teams really are going to be, I think the biggest contest is 1-2 and 3-4 I mean that's probably not surprising anyone right um,
1: maybe 3-4 talk,
2: talking between the Australian conference if that's it um, and obviously the Drewer kind of expect that they're going to be at least 5th in the group of 6 but yeah really important for the Waratahs to to lock that one in they look like a Waratahs team of old which would just beat the force like There'd, it'd be a contest, but they'd have them, whereas I don't think we were that certain. I certainly wasn't. I tipped the force in our Super Brew thing. Yeah, you did. Um, but, th- but they looked like a team that would just... The force weren't the Force weren't as good as they sh- they have been, admittedly. I think they did lose something with Thrush in the secondary. He just didn't quite look like he had the, the Rampage energy this week.
0: Not playing at home plays a factor for them, you know. Like, I yeah, was but- packed out for the Tars. There's a lot of energy around that. Yeah, it was good, which I haven't seen in a long time, actually.
2: So, but the, I, I mean, the Force lifted really in did. Canberra; they sh- they shook the Bombers yeah. up in round one. I, so.
0: I'm not sure they were probably as up for the game as they should have been. I think maybe the Waratahs; everyone still is underrating them a bit and thinking, you know, if you were from a Force's perspective, you probably think you should be the better team. But I, I think, think they've looked the, the better out, team, although surprising. the Waratahs
2: have have looked better than I expected. But the so Waratahs looked like an, like a team that knew what they were about and got the job done and weren't too stressed. Just chipping the penalties, even just feeling like, yeah, we can just accumulate. We don't need to break these guys open, get 14 points out.
0: But that's a decision it, that they
2: made to just accumulate, and it worked.
0: They're doing what they have to. I think someone said that they expected, they almost expected that they should have been 4-0, and like they should have won all their games. So that's the attitude they're taking into this, that you know they weren't far away against the Reds and the Brumbies and they think that they equally deserve to probably win those games if they played well. So that's a lot of confidence. The
2: the Reds didn't play the right brand of football in that wet game.
0: I mean, it was close.
2: Yeah, it was. But that's what I mean, Reds.
0: The Brumbies didn't play well against them either. So maybe it's just, you know, from a team that's come from no wins last year, I think it would be very easy for other teams to come in and underrate them. They probably won't be doing so going forward, but I think the force sometimes do get a little bit ahead of themselves. Um, they're a good team, but they're not a great team at all yet.
2: Oh, Godwin is still. Some like he used to, at times. He look like he looked great. I've never and, really
0: rated him to be honest.
2: Oh, this season I well, think he's been. He can't a string serious more than one weakness or two good for games them together. Yeah, it's a shame. He's,
0: he's got really.
1: He's got issues with consistency.
0: Yeah, he always
1: sure. has though. Other games on the weekend were the Six Nations as well, where we saw um, France and Wales, uh, France close this out in tight one, but 13 to nine. Um, Scotland took down a valiant Italian effort, 33-22. And what was the sh- most shocking was another sort of surprising card in this England-Ireland game, one minute in uh, with the second row of Hughes getting a red card for a um, sort of head high sort of contact going, going in sort of Chest on chest um, with an Irish player and just copping a head knock straight to each other, which soured the whole affair in a in a tackle that I think everyone was fuming about. But Ireland see off England at Twickenham, a big win, 32 to 15, to really knock England's chances in the Six Nations as well, which is going to uh, finish up this weekend. Um, but at this stage, unless unless France get knocked off by England at home in Paris. Um, it looks like it's there for the taking with only a slim chance for Ireland to um, get there with a big win over Scotland um, and obviously that France, French loss.
0: Yeah, it sets up a pretty interesting last round at least and France, England, always a pretty you know aggressive affair really and over there in Paris, I think it'll be no different this time around. But Ireland, yeah, they still keep themselves in there with a with a shot to win the title. Of France stumbled at the last hurdle.
1: And it gets really complicated now with um, the latest information about our next round, round five of the Super Rugby Pacific, because um, not only are the Blues affected by COVID, the Highlanders now have a po- couple of positive cases. The Hurricanes are still recovering from that game that was called off last week. And now the Crusaders as well are affected. So we've gone from three matches over here in New Zealand, back down to one, and none of them are the ones that were actually advertised, it sounds like, with the only game left uh, being the Pacifica playing the Chiefs on Saturday. Um, Otherwise, all the Australian games are continuing as planned. We have the Brumbies reds on Friday night. We have the Drua western Force on Saturday afternoon at Leichhardt Oval, and the Waratahs hosting the Rebels at the SCG. Um, but boys, all I, I don't even have a margin for the um, the Chiefs game. But what do you think about margins for this Brumbies Reds team, and and what's your prediction?
2: Well, based on last year when these two teams came together, what three different times? Every game was a cracker. It was eighty minutes plus, and the Reds they steal it all three times. Like I think I don't think they're in the lead all three games, but they but they um, saw the game out and, and shook the Brumbies at home and then shook them again to win the Super Rugby AU title. So uh, I'll, I'm very lucky. I've got a friend in Canberra who's going to host me. I'm going to head down on Friday to be there for this game. Uh, both teams have been pretty much picked a full-strength side bar perhaps Tate McDermott uh, for the Reds, which is a shame for him. He's, he's still not fit enough to play uh, this weekend. But I think Kalani Thomas... Was very good on the weekend, uh, just gone. So uh, while he's, he's he's maybe not quite as uh, assertive as as Tate, then he still is very good service out to James O'Connor. Um, I I believe that. I don't know if I don't know if the Reds will do it again. They were very resilient last week, um, but I think if the Brumbies play at the level they did, like Toby talked about, Banks was just electric. Like. If they've found the way to unlock him and they actually deliver on all those little inside cut balls, um, we've been talking about that for a long time. That's that's almost his best opportunity to get into the backfield and just just burn people. Um, with it'll be interesting to see how the the continued uh, trial of Patea at fullback uh, plays out against Banks. I I've, I feel like Banks could have his number and and maybe get another trial to in a similar fashion, I think the Brumbies are probably home favorites, maybe three points.
0: Yeah, I'd have to say as well. I think three and a half, you know, I, I really think the Brumbies have the upper hand here and they should get the job done if they play well. I really like the look of their lineup in terms of bringing back Slipper into the starting lineup, Fayenga welcoming back Darcy Swain. Apart from that, it's a pretty settled lineup. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Jerome Brown as well at seven. He's a real animal of a player, and um, yeah, as as we said, I mean, this backline is just really, really settled. Probably the most settled um, out of the whole competition, really. Muirhead's back, which is good as well. I think Mog was decent, but Muirhead really is a good player. It's good to see him back there on the blind side wing. Um, so yeah, I think if the if the Brumbies can continue on the form from this season, they should do this. I think relatively easily. Like I think early on there'll be a bit of a feeling out, but the Reds still, I'm not quite convinced by them. I think their back row looks excellent in terms of Uru Wilson and McRae. I think that's, you know, arguably as good if not better than the Brumbies' back row. But everywhere else around the park, I feel like the Brumbies probably have the upper hand. Um, and again, just in terms of cohesion and combinations formed over a longer period of time, um, yeah, there's a few gaps there in the Reds' lineup, which I think last year wasn't wasn't there. This year they've been unlucky with some injuries and I think that actually might hurt them in this game.
2: Yeah, Dane Zander starting. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to match it with Alan al uh, Definitely the front row. I think the, the as much as Tupo stands up and Nass is a, a good good hooker, the, the Brumbies front row could definitely um, win some penalties and, and get them up the field. Um, one thing I, I was going to mention as well, Len Ikitao scored the first try for the Brumbies on the weekend, but sort of off everyone else's work. Um, He was basically invisible to me and not in in the sense that he wasn't good, just the Brumbies didn't need him to be exceptional in that game against the Rebels. So that's another huge weapon that didn't do a lot to add to their scoreline against the Rebels, which just means they've got just that much more capacity for points um if again if they all all fire all through the back line everyone's a weapon simone underrated continues to perform i think that's why they should be they should be favorites i imagine the bookies have them that way
1: you are correct and they have them by four and a half points so just a little bit above what you guys are putting them down but i think you're you're right just the settled lineup there they the brumbies continue to have and not been affected by injury it's a tough one for fraser McWright to take his first captaincy um of this reds team um with with these reds captains dropping like flies it seems lately so we'll see hopefully he he doesn't succumb to the same injury he's
0: he's probably a little bit you know he probably should have picked up the captaincy earlier than he has to be honest i think you know it's great that uh, the leadership that um you know, Liam Wright shown, but I think Fraser McWright is the future. Um, even though they're, you know, he's only a little bit younger than, than, than Liam Wright, I think he's the guy that should take them forward. And, yeah, let's see. Uh, but it's going to be a cracker, Leo. I'm jealous you're down there. I think that's, you know, it's going to be one of the games, I think, if not of the season, definitely of the round. Um, and hopefully you get some reasonable weather down
2: there. Yeah. What's the, um? you're taking the over or the under on four and a half drinks for me at the game.
0: Right over for sure. <laughs> not sure what they're selling down there in Canberra,
1: though. Especially Maybe if the if Reds get, get a in front, just be a bit all. of bent
2: spoke, a bit of capital.
1: The question yeah. is, Leo, are you going to wear your Reds jersey?
2: Well, I don't own any Brumbies kit, so I suppose that'd be the thing to do. Might, um, might end up stirring up the parochial Canberra crowd, but why not? Is
1: Hopefully, it's warm enough.
2: Just put up with it anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: All right, boys, we'll move on to the Drua western Force game down in Leichhardt. Um, and obviously, Western Force copped the loss here just over this last weekend to burst the Taza game, as we've just been talking about. Um, they definitely would have felt like they, they should have won but just couldn't get things together. How do you feel like they line up against this Drua team that just showed just how dangerous they are? I don't think that people are going to be underrating them as now as potential giant killers in this competition.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think just the unpredictability of that team and the fact that they're really growing in confidence and we've seen that over the last two games and they're really starting to build upon these performances and equally the Reds, I mean, sorry, the force of, you know, they started pretty well but maybe they've they've slid down a little bit and they need to keep up their, you know, they need to actually keep up their, their spirits and, and their motivations in this game and I think two very different brands of football, but I think it'll be a fascinating contest to contest. I think the the force should still be favoured. Um, I'd probably say the force by, say, five. But, yeah, look, I wouldn't be at all surprised if the Drew came out, had a great performance and won this game. So I wouldn't be betting on it, for, that's for sure. I think it's really hard to pick, particularly when it's in Sydney and the force are on the road. Um you know, the Drew have lost one guy, I think, got sent back to Fiji during the week. But again, look, this is a team that's it's developing and they're obviously, you know, getting a feel for this competition now. And I think it's starting to pay dividends for them.
2: So the, the forecast for this game is probably coming off some rain, but maybe not wet during the game. Um, bit of a breeze lightening up through the evening. So the conditions might be coming off a bit of a wet um wet track but but hopefully improving. I, I'm not sure like the the force have made changes again. Uh, and they've so they've stuck with Jeremy Thrush in the row. They've brought Ollie Callan as a starter and left Tim Ancy on the bench. Ian Price starting again Richard is starting again. So they have um, they've sat um Kyle Godwin completely and Byron Ralston's back on the wing, so there's a few changes here. Um, even the fact, oh sorry, and of course Pasitoa isn't starting. They've got Jake McIntyre at ten, so it kind of feels like they're running out their their or a a two or if you know if it's not quite their full strength team. I feel like that's a risk. I I don't think they should be. Um, I don't think they should be taking any chances with this Fijian Drua team, which is you know almost did the Reds. You know, weird circumstances, but a good Reds team still, Um and just that the breakout potential. I'd, I'm not comfortable with this at all. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume the bookies are still backing the Force because they maybe won't quite believe that Fiji have it yet. But I'm just I'm just gonna go to one by one point. I, I don't like the look of this team for them as it doesn't feel like their full strength side, and I think that's a serious risk against Fiji who have just played out of their skins.
0: Yeah, look, I just looking at the lineup now, I totally agree. I had seen it. The fact that they've they dropped Pasatella to the bench. I don't think this is, you know, rotational resting players. I think this is like a product of them some of them not really performing to their potential against the Waratahs. And um,
2: But they're playing or, like playing at like, yeah, like hard. Yeah, playing like again. They'll the spend all today. week here, right? And so they're gonna feel like it's you know, familiar territory for them at least. Um, they'll have yeah. done a bit of work from last week where they where they weren't quite firing on all cylinders. And I don't know that Jake McIntyre came on and lit it up. Byron Ralston's been in and out. He's um he's Jake. actually just signed overseas. He's another another guy leaving us um, for Ireland. I think.
0: Yeah, it's not good news seeing these guys that have got some potential actually just up and leave so early on in their career in Australia, but. Look, this back line is just the opposite of the Brumby's backline. It's so unsettled, untried and untested. And although there's some experience in there, I, yeah, I'm not confident at all. I think um, Force will be lucky to get away with this one. They'll have to play well.
1: So the bookies, I don't know if they've looked at these lineups, but I have to agree with you boys. The bookies still have the Force at seven and a half point favourites here, which I think is a surprising sort of amount to give them.
2: Um, get on Fiji ever since get on get on now before it changes yeah
1: ever since they got Teddy T- Teller back as their number 10 like he's really been helping them go forward and their centres are like leading the competition in line breaks between Revolvo and Volta there the 12 and 13 mm. have just been amazingly good for them so i really think that Fiji is is lining themselves up to try and get another win here and potentially as you say maybe the force are going to go two weeks in a row underestimating uh, their competition
2: here, get on it for us, Toby 100 on Fiji. Oh, I wouldn't go I that far. Don't but... you, don't, you don't know, no, you, you don't, don't know. You again, don't. But
0: if, if they play like they've been playing the last, say, what is it, probably 120 minutes of football, I think they've got a really good chance of winning this.
2: Um, they've just been building confidence, right? They're, yeah, they're, they haven't changed for the, sake this sake of
0: the team much. competition. I hope they, I hope they, they get. Another result here because yeah, it's it's something that's so hard in their debut season. We want to see them really competing and after that first week of seeing them against the Waratahs, I was doubtful that they could do anything this year, but they've really turned it around in a short period of time and, and that's great to see because we don't want that, you know, the introduction of these two new teams to kind of delegitimize the competitiveness of this competition. Mm-hmm. Um, got enough problems with COVID at the moment and you know, New Zealand saying that Australia have five teams. We don't need these two new
1: teams floundering and, and getting embarrassed. I mean, at least we can put all five of the teams based in Australia on the park every week at the moment. So, yeah, exactly.
0: And have that, a look at the table, New Zealand. <laughs>
1: for now, really
0: it
2: really is helping. interesting it's looking at the table the whole and knowing just out. how many points are in the in the cupboard ready to to hand out. Like it's, good. it's yeah, as every Australian team looks good now need to keep banking those wins because mm. there's there's a lot of points still available for those good New Zealand teams that are just waiting for the reschedule
1: but it's it's going to start affecting teams because they're going to have to start squeezing into this game, giving people short turnarounds, midweek games to try and put these in uh, the Pacifica are already going to have a couple of those
2: um, some of which are they really are. talking about midweek games? yep,
1: so they've been um, organised they've been scheduling some for the end of, or mid-next month, early next month, um, with sort of some Thursday games. So they're going to go from a Sunday to a Thursday game and then I think potentially do another Sunday game. Um, wow. So they're going to be under the pump. And now, because of these Good other luck. teams missing it, it's going to be very tough, I think, if they if they were worried about how tough these um, rivals, rivalries were last year with the amount of physical... Physicality in it. Then you put them back to back to back, and they may, they may struggle a little bit here.
2: Yeah, someone's going to have to go like Chiefs, Crusaders, Hurricanes, or something ridiculous. Mm. Um, and you know I guess that's yeah. If it's the if it's the Highlanders or the or the say the Blues or something like that, that's just going to that's going to be so challenging to get back on up the table. So make hay while the sun is shining, Australian teams. Is this is your opportunity?
1: Absolutely. And so the last game for the Australians um, is the Waratahs obviously hosting the Rebels. Um, Jed Holloway probably will continue his captaincy here as uh, Jake Gordon a late, sort of scratch from last week's game um, with a hamstring issue. It has still not been named. He thought it would be a short-term sort of injury, but he wasn't able to say how long he thinks he'll be out for here. But Tars, do we think we're going to see any signs of life uh, from the Rebels here? Looking at their lineup, they still haven't Made the changes that I think we expected to see. tomorrow retains that 10 position despite um, Carter Gordon coming on and showing a bit of a change in terms of attacking price for them last week anyway. Um, I do like seeing uh, Pia in there at 13. He showed some sparks of life when he came on as a winger um, early in the season. And obviously, Kellaway and Hodge there now shores up that back line. Um, but still, a lot, of, a lot of people that it's hard to be confident about in this Re- rebels team.
2: Yeah I don't like the matchup in, like in the back line particularly um, like, I don't think rainu has been outstanding and they're bringing young Toham appear in at, at 13 who's had some good uh, cameos on the wing off the bench but uh, I, I would have said they should have dropped Glenn Vaihu for, for To appear. And they should be shuffling Tamua into the centers because if the Tars are going to break out, it's probably it's probably Parisi, right? Like Parisi running at um, young Tonomopia. I don't know if Tonomapia is gonna be sort of the prototypical thirteen adjusting the defense and and making calls versus the the lightning feet of Parisi. Like that feels like a risk. Whereas if they'd at least pushed Ray out wider and, and brought Tamur into the centres. Feel like they could kind of help each other a bit more. There's, there's you know, there's not enough experience there. And and if Andrew Callaway say has to come in off his wing to try and shut Parisi down, and Parisi's getting offloads off um, Harrison there in the second sort of second line, getting the ball and and distributing. I I think that the the Waratahs can can attack this team in a lot of different positions and. Again, Carter Gordon could have been at 10, taking on Ben Donaldson. I think that's a fair contest. I don't think Ben Donaldson's going to run over the top of Carter Gordon. Um, I think this is a game where they probably should take Tamura into 12 and and reinforce their centre pairing rather than changing it again. Um, and it's never a good sign when you've got Richard Hardwick starting. The fact that Brad, Brad Wilkin will be filthy that he's not starting. He hasn't been great, but Hardwick's a joke. So... Um, that's yeah. That's that's a real shame. I just think this team's headed in the wrong direction. The selections lead to the results, and I'm not a fan at all. Yeah, and
0: I, I totally agree with that, Leo. What's your line on this one?
2: Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait Don't tell me. Making... Let Toby go first.
0: I can say I can say five and a half. Waratahs
2: five and a half. Well, it's Waratahs home game, so yeah. it's SCG, which is a bit, yeah. Doesn't really have any significant history. Um, I'll, I'll, would you say five and a half? I'll, I'll push it to seven and a half.
0: Yeah, I have to say. I mean, I like the, you know, in terms of selections. If we're talking about that, I think the Waratahs coaching staff are getting a lot of things right in the people that they're picking. They're persevering um, where they where they can, and I think you know, injuries have been relatively kind of the Waratahs. There's been a few guys that are out. Obviously, Jake Missings hasn't been great. But I think Jack Grant, that pass to Will Harrison to put him over in the corner was excellent the weekend. I think he's been pretty serviceable, quick around the rock and, you know, pretty tough competitor there. So we don't lose too much. Um, again, having Jeff Critch back, I think, is massive. He's been excellent. Um, and I'm glad that he didn't pick up a long term, longer-term injury. And then, you know, there's just quiet achievers like Hugh Sinclair, at number six, I think he just does everything that you need in a blindside. He's not flashy at all, but he will defend for days and just really does some good work, work in the tight there. Um, and again, we got Will Harris doing enough carrying for most of the back row there. Charlie Gamble coming along, and and Jed, as always, kind of doing everything he can to make this team, um, you know, pretty formidable. So overall, I think the Tars really a lot to like, and if they, um, yeah, if they continue in the same vein as they did last week, I think that they should get this done pretty comfortably, although, as you say, the SCG, there's not going to be a huge amount of atmosphere there as compared to Blackheart Oval, and, you know, particularly if you get a little bit of weather back in Sydney, I think it could be um, could be a bit of a, a stretch to get a good crowd out there. So, you know, Tars should get this done, and, and Rebels, I think, again, if they keep picking a team like this, it, it could be a coach killer.
2: I think weather for Sunday just on the side it is supposed to be dry, low chance of rain, not too much wind. So it should be, it should be good conditions for this game. The, the key thing here will be making sure the ball doesn't get outside um, the inside sort of center, essentially. Like if, if you can keep the ball out of Callaway's hands uh, you know, Hodge has hot and cold games, but generally speaking, you'd, you'd try and keep the ball out of his hands. If you could, I just don't think that's that center pairing is going to be strong enough. And, and the Natasha should be able to shut this down. The, get the ball into Will Harris's hands and let him storm.
1: I think um, it's the, pretty much the game plan of what they did versus the force. They had the ball for like 80% to the first half in yeah. terms of possession and just strangled the force out of that game. If they did the same That's to it. this Rebels team, I don't think they'll have any sort of feel in terms of trying to claw their way back into it. Um, Bookie's way more confident than you guys. They have the the Waratahs at 13 and a half point favourites. Um, so later you get fought. that one... Um, there, but Toby still takes around two to one. Um, I don't have the Chiefs, Mona, Pacifica line here at the moment, but boys, I I'd guess that you'd guess a fairly significant sort of points advantage um, to the Chiefs in on this one, 20, sort of 20 25. to 25. Yeah. Especially riding off that high beating, the Crusaders and the Pacifica sitting around for the last two weeks. Um, waiting for a game to play, um, really tough for them at the moment. Uh, they were interviewing um, Fano uh, as well as uh, Aaron Major and some of the coaching staff, and it sounds like they're keep, they're keeping positive attitudes and trying to do as much as they can. But obviously, it's a it's a big challenge not being able to get on the field and test your accommodations, get people um, match fitness. Yeah,
0: that's that's gonna be a real issue for them if they do have these midweek games in April or something. You know, that's gonna be really tough for a squad that's again a little bit untested to come together and play two or three times in a week. Um, I think they're gonna have real troubles making the finals. I think, you know, if if Fiji pick up a couple more wins, who knows? There could be a a dark horse there in, in this playoff series, but New Zealand teams bit over all over the place. And I think it's um it's hard to get a really good read on them at the moment because of of these disruptions. But from first looks, I feel like probably they've taken a little bit of a step back on previous years. So this could be an opportunity, I think, for teams like the Reds or the Brumbies to
1: to make a bit of a statement, come the second half of the season. And Super W did continue on over the weekend. There was a thrilling draw between the Rebels and Brumby 17 all. Um, the Reds went down to this uh, Fijiana Drua team um, that is making waves, continuing, and eyes are going to be on for them, their uh, clash against the Waratahs women um, who have been undefeated in over two years now. But they took that one over the Reds 27-12 while the Tars took down the force 31-14 following that game at Leichhardt, um on the weekend as well. So results heating up there.
2: Yeah, we, we sort of just covered scores last week but it felt like a 60 something point um drubbing on from the from the fijiana was a clear sign that the hierarchy of this super w comp is about to get shaken up and yeah beating the reds which has traditionally been the second best side uh, in the comp has often played the final and and lost the waratahs women uh this this game's gonna gonna Sort of show the, the new kings or the new queens, I should say, of, of the Super W. I think the Fijiana are a very physical, very skillful side, um, and and the Waratahs are going to get a get a dose here, unfortunately.
1: Super Rugby, or peaky, um, is is happening over here as well. Um, some midweek games last week and this week. Um, unfortunately, the Hurricanes Blues women's side did not end up playing, but the Chiefs Manawa took down the Matatu Southern Island team, 17 to 15. And then just Tuesday this week, um, Hurricanes went down to the Chiefs Manawai, who seemed like the powerhouses in this competition, 29 to 8, um, um, led by Portia Woodman, um, which many people would know from watching All Blacks Women, or the um, Sevens women's team for New Zealand. Um, so they took down Hurricanes 29 to 8, and the Blues women took down Matatu 21 to 10. But yeah, super rugby or picky, super rugby ascending for those that want to know the, the meaning behind that. Um, it's starting to get a, a little bit of traction again. It's just kicking off and only one round less left um, this Sunday, just doing a round robin clash this year. Um, and that's uh the Matatu versus Hurricanes and Blues up against the Chiefs Manawa here, which is probably the two strongest teams of this competition. Anyone else got anything that we need to add? One thing, um,
2: what's
0: his name is trying to come to Australia? The Fijian, Oh, Nadolo,
2: Nadolo, Ronnie yeah. Nadolo.
0: How you can just see him signing with the Reds, I reckon.
1: Nidolo. With the Reds, not get a few, not trying no, come to come to the draw. A,
0: um, no, Will he go to the draw. It's the talk straight, was the Waratah Reds, said Australian based teams. I don't, I think he might have family in Queensland, but. The fact that the Waratahs got rid of him a long time ago, I feel like he'll come back to, the, to the, Reds the Reds, play on the wing, and absolutely
2: the Reds are so, destroy us. The Reds are so loaded, though.
0: Yeah, but you know, if he if he wanted to get a start,
2: if he was How there right he? now, he
0: might start over Josh Fluke or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they need that kind mid-30s. of almost marquee interest signing. I think the Waratahs yeah. that's He's that's 34. more their playbook, but yeah, yeah, or maybe in the, past, the uh, sure, maybe right? the Rebels Glenn Vaihu can. Take a take Although a rest you never know and, with,
0: with someone like Darren Coleman, he'll just he knows where to pick players up. So if he sees something he likes with Nadolo, still, yeah, he see seen come in. Uh, it's certainly 37
1: kilos, yeah, because he plays for the Tigers at the moment. Hey, I'm pretty yeah. sure and it's certainly a different He's so big, it's on a the different sister. group of
2: the Waratahs now, too. I you can't be too yeah. sore when it's a completely different group of people well,
0: he left the waratahs 12 years ago which is pretty yeah. crazy and went to school at st joseph's college in Nudgee in queensland so older brother chris kundrani it's so random it's really weird he's <laughs> chris kundrani's brother with nothing alike anyway
1: all right boys well then we'll leave it there for this week um enjoy the Australian rugby on this weekend and with a little taste of a bit of the Kiwi um, matches, not much, a lot more to look forward to next week. Obviously we'll be back. Um, Leo, enjoy your trip down to Canberra, mate. Hope you get to see an amazing game with the boys down there. Uh, Can't wait to hear all about it next week on the pod. Um, As always, follow us on Instagram at twitter at running rugby podcast and at running rugby pod respectively and make sure you are subscribing and following us wherever you listen to your podcasts um boys thanks again and keep on running run